The lights go dark. The Apple logo just hits the screen. Tim Cook strides out. Good morning. The iPhone event is on. Any other year, any other year, this is exactly what all of us would have been waiting just all summer long for. But 2020 isn't any other year. 2020 is like, I don't know, the Devlin Emmerich of years. So instead, instead of the usual September iPhone event, we'll probably be getting something else, something virtual, something maybe even in early October. WWDC has already shown how we might be getting it. Drone shot, speed ramp, transition, steady cam. But what exactly will we be getting? TV, watch, iPad, studio pods, air tags, iPhones, so many iPhones, and maybe, just maybe, some one more Apple Silicon things. Well, I'm gonna break it down for you, all of it, and right now. Sponsored by CuriosityStream, now bundled with my streaming video service, Nebula. For everything you need to know about all of Apple's upcoming fall products, including the iPhone 12s, just sit back, slap that subscribe button and bell, and let's do this. Okay, so interior, Steve Jobs Theater, Cupertino, California, day. Tim Cook, the CEO, puts sneaker to stage, and once again, it all starts with services. How Apple seamlessly integrates them with hardware and software to make all their products just far more valuable than the sum of their atoms and bits. Apple Music, TV+, News+, we hear about all of them are doing, including the production challenges facing TV+, right now. And maybe, just maybe, a second year bundled with another new device just to give it a fighting chance. Ditto Apple Card and News Plus, and any hint of them going any more international. Then, it's time for a few new things. Now, a leak isn't news, and a second leak sure as hell isn't confirmation. Telephones break and things change, especially in the hot garbage sharknado that is 2020. This analysis, though, is based on what's happened before, and rumors about what's happening next. But nothing. And I mean nothing is certain till Apple announces it. Cool? Cool. Cut across campus to Jay Blonick, Director of Fitness and Health Technologies, and Jules Arney, Head of Fitness Experience. Everyone's been stuck at home for months. In some places, it's still not safe to go back to the gym. So, Apple's bringing the gym to us. They show off how Apple Fitness Plus will deliver expertly coached, radically tested, hyper-personalized video workouts, and maybe also audio-only workouts to Apple customers, like Peloton, but without the bike or treadmill attached. Unless you have gym kit gear available, then you just tap to attach it. Because there's a new way to get just all of those Apple services. Yeah, subscription fatigue, it's real. Sure, time was that you could only afford a couple of CDs or DVDs or a few magazines or personal training sessions a month. And now you can get almost all of that for just one low sub a month. Never in the course of human history have we been able to get so much for so little. But especially right now, when it's all adding up, it still feels like it's still so much. And that's why Apple's folding all these services down to just one. Apple One, a way for everyone to get as much as they want for as little as possible. Now, hold up. I'm gonna break the fourth wall in this dramatic imagineering experience for one hot minute to say, I don't know what to make of these Apple One Bundle rumors yet. Because the more you add, the more you save just doesn't sound very one. Like the contents of the rumor tin just don't match what's on the rumor label. So yeah, I have some very different ideas on what I'd personally like to see from an Apple One Bundle. And if you wanna see that video, just let me know in the comments. Maybe a new Apple TV 4K gets folded in here as well. Cut back to Tim or cut across to Eddie Q, Senior Vice President of Services. You know, just to preempt Jaws from getting the Shirt of the Show Award uncontested later on. The 4K box itself looks about the same, but has a beefed up A12X processor 
or thereabouts to not only better handle things like HDR compositing and the next generation of games, please let them stream, but connected experiences like Fitness Plus as well. And yes, yes, the Apple TV remote needs a complete makeover and hopefully one that includes a U1 spatial positioning chip so that we can low key AR kit it out from the sofa cushions or under the sofa just every damn time and inductive charging, including on the new AirPower Mark II, if that's ever cleared for takeoff. And hey, a nerd can dream. Meanwhile, cut back to Tim. Apple's most important contributions are gonna be to health. Tim will remind us all about that before we cut across to Jeff Williams, COO and Head of Health and Product Design, or Stan Ng, Vice President of Apple Watch Product Marketing, to talk all about the Series 6. Now, sleep tracking is coming to the current and last couple generations of Apple Watch. That's thanks to WatchOS 7. But Apple Watch Series 6 could be optimized for it. With the new S6 system and package, we could get ultra-low power mode for when we sleep and ultra-fast charging mode for when we wake up. Also, a pulse oximeter, and not just to measure oxygen levels when we sleep. Cut to Dr. Sumble Desai, Vice President of Health, to talk all about how blood oxygen level tracking can be powerful. Powerful especially in the age of COVID-19. And anything and everything else Apple is doing this year for our hearts and our physical health. But also, potentially, for the very first time, our mental and emotional health as well. Debuting features like panic attack detection, with the options for breathing exercises, guided meditation, all tied into our emergency SOS context if and when we need them. Then cut back to Stan, so he can tell us all about the other new features, especially any new surprises, the new finishes, and new bands, including Elmes and Nike. Then it's time for the main event. Now, Tim Cook typically introduces the new iPhone and then hands off for the walkthrough for years, almost a decade, that's meant Phil Schiller, previously Senior Vice President of Worldwide Marketing. Now though, moving on to Apple Fellow, just Wikipedia. Taking his place is Greg Joswiak, Jaws, previously Vice President of Product Marketing, now freshly minted SVP of just the whole marketing shebang. But maybe we start with Kyan Drance, Vice President of iPhone Marketing. Last year, she handled the iPhone 11 introduction and with aplomb, this year, iPhone 12. I've done a metric ton of videos analyzing almost every aspect of the iPhone 12's potential already, and I'll leave links to the most pertinent ones in the description. But here's the gist. It's got a new design, like the iPad Pro, or a retro future iPhone 5, a new OLED screen on par with the original iPhone 10, maybe the 10s, 5G on frequency range 1, the low and middle bands, but mostly just a rock-solid Qualcomm modem pack in the stack. Better camera, better stills, better video, of course, of course. Of course. Also, the brand new A14, I don't know, Cyborg, whatever, fresh off ARM V9 and 5 nanometer, and just ready to once again redefine what OP means on a phone. And surprise, surprise, except to everyone reading the spoiler sites and tweets, it comes in two sizes now. 6.1 inch, like the 10R and 11, and 5.4. Yeah, like the original SE and iPhone 10 had a secret love child. And they both work with this new accessory called AirTags. Maybe you heard of that. They're small, they track, you can buy them in packs, the whole bit. They work with Apple's Find My network, including the U1 chip, so you can precisely locate your missing bags, keys, even your pets, as easily as your Apple TV remote. Yeah, I'm gonna straight up just keep mentioning that until it happens. Then maybe we cut to Craig Federici, Senior Vice President of Software Engineering, to demo Find My on the AirTags, maybe some third-party versions as well, along with any other new hardware-specific features coming to iOS 14 this fall. Then it's time to talk about headphones. Now, 
I don't know if we'll ever see Phil Schiller presenting again. When Apple makes a change, it's changed, but he's still in charge of events for the company and he still loves him his audio gear as much as his cameras. So who knows? Either way, anyway, the new AirPod Studio take everything great about the in-ear pro and mega warp digivolve them into full-on over-the-ear studio cans like portable home pods. It's computational spatial audio for our heads and we get the full demo from silicon to streaming. Then it's back to Tim for the iPhone 12 Pro. He runs a video, then Jaws or Cayenne run the intro. It's similar in design, but instead of glass and aluminum, it's glass and steel, as close as we may ever come to recapturing the Leica and Braun inspired design of the iPhone 4. It's got just everything the regular iPhone 12 has, just extra, pro extra, pro batteries, pro cameras, maybe even with LiDAR now for better AR, a pro modem with MM Wave for frequency range two, high band support, if you can find some, and a pro display, maybe XDR, but maybe not promotion. Adaptive refresh still has all sorts of quirks on OLED. Just watch the white point change with the frame rate. So if not this year, then maybe next year. And Apple's gonna need all the nerds to just get all the way off their backs about it. Just off of that thing. Also, new extra pro sizes. 6.1 inches, like the 11, but now with all the trimmings. And an extra embiggened 6.7 inch model to show max what the meaning of max really is, plus to fit in those new modems. Cut back to Tim or maybe Deidre O'Brien at the Apple Park store to talk about how Apple's gonna handle an iPhone launch or couple in the age of COVID. Heavy, almost complete emphasis on online orders with by appointment pickup only for those who really need the extra help and only in places where it's really absolutely safe to give it to them. For everyone else, it's less genius, more Apple care. Then cut back to Tim to run down everything we just saw and maybe, maybe give us one more thing. We could see any number of other products announced during the event. Basically anything Apple thinks needs more Basil exposition than a newsroom drop would otherwise allow. But that could still mean little more than a slide for the more iterative updates, like 5G coming to the iPad Pro. Mini LED though, maybe that gets some more time or its own launch like the LiDAR Pro back in the spring. The first Apple Silicon Mac system, if it's ready to show off, it'd be just one hell of a showstopper. Even an iPhone 12 topper, if Apple's excited enough about it to let that happen. I've done a few videos already on what that system might be, and I'll leave links to those in the description as well. But let me know what you think in the comments. So what about a first glimpse of Apple glasses, like Apple Watch got back in September of 2014? You know, even if the AR glasses are ready to demo and it just seems still all two shades of early, even for that, I kind of think Apple would vastly prefer previewing them at an in-person event where they can really show and not just tell. And when they're 100% totally rock solid, stone stump certain they're gonna ship, because especially with everything else going on in the world, I just don't see Apple setting themselves up for any more delays. Now, I do have a couple of other things on my own personal wish list, but those are far enough out that they're probably closer to fanfic than reality right now. So to prevent YouTube and just all of you all in the comments from punishing me for even bringing them up, I'll add them to the extended discussion on Nebula. That's the streaming platform I'm building along with my education creator friends like Legal Eagle, Lindsay Ellis, Thomas Frank, Mariana, Ali Abdal, and so much more. It's a place where we don't need to worry about demonetization or the tyranny of the click-through rate or watch time or the algorithm or ads or any of that stuff. You can find all of my videos there completely ad-free. And once a week or so, I end up recording sections that just go right off the rails and don't fit on YouTube, but I'll include it in the extended cut on Nebula. 
just for fun. In this video, for example, I go just a little bit out into the weeds on persistent security and ambient computing. You can also find Nebula originals there, like working titles, where we break down the intro sequences to some of our favorite shows. I just did Buffy, something that would never work on this YouTube channel. And we also collaborate in ways that wouldn't work on YouTube either. Like I was just in Half as Interesting's Big Brick Original and the latest episode of Alex Goes Bananas. And I may just be working on a special original project of my own for later this year. Stay tuned. So what does all this have to do with CuriosityStream? Well, as the go-to source for the best documentaries on the internet, they love educational content and educational creators. And we worked out a deal where if you sign up for CuriosityStream with the link in the description, not only will you get CuriosityStream, you'll also get a Nebula subscription for free. And for a limited time, CuriosityStream is offering 26% off all of their annual plans. 26% is, by contract, the best deal you'll find anywhere. So click the link in the description and get both CuriosityStream and Nebula for 26% off or go to curiositystream.com slash Renee It's a great way to support this channel and educational content directly for just $14.79 per year, per year. Just click on the link or go to curiositystream.com slash Renee And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. Thanks CuriosityStream. Thanks to all of you for your support. Check out my iPhone 12 playlist for much, much more and see you next video.